0: This is the Teachable Soul Podcast. Because we cannot possibly live long enough to make all the mistakes ourselves, let's take a few moments to learn from the mistakes of others. The Teachable Soul Podcast, where guests and listeners like you share stories of failure and teachable moments on the journey to success. Here's your host, Kat Daniels. Welcome to the Teachable Soul Podcast. I am your host, Kat Daniels, and today with me, I have the pleasure of interviewing someone Who originally started out um, her life becoming a mother as a teenager, which led her to develop a lot of emotional strength and ambition to provide for her family. So she spent 25 years in the hospitality industry and worked her way up to director of sales and development. In 2015, she decided to leave the corporate world, follow her passion for personal development, and become an empowerment coach. As a coach, author, and speaker, she now helps leaders to find clarity, boost their self confidence, reach their full potential. Her unique approach comes from her personally developed framework called the Three Pillars of Empowerment, which provides clarity and vision to achieve the desired goals. So welcome, Kathleen Quinton, and thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Katherine. I'm excited to be here.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Me too, especially after the conversation we just had off air. But I know. <laughs> it was great. It, yes, it, it was. set it set us up for this. It sure did. So the the series that I'm currently doing right now is about self-published authors, which I know you are. So yes. I, I do want to talk about the children's books that you've published, but I also kind of want to go into the journey that you've been through with the first book that you published and then unpublished, because I sure. feel like that is a very unique journey. <laughs>
1: Okay, Um, I published a self help book in the end of 2017. Mm -hmm. And I then unpublished it because it really wasn't finished. I had a lot more I wanted to say. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to go right into another book too. I wanted to expand it, make it better, and um, bring more information to it, make it feel complete. So I'm I was happy with it. So the journey um, I've been on has been an interesting one with my writing journey. I published a self-help book, unpublished it. And then while I refined it and added to it, I started writing a series of children's books. I set a goal for myself to write three of them. And they're... I'm a strategic intervention coach and I'm also a mindfulness coach. Uh So I work between those modalities and I love to help people find, as you said, the leader within, you know, there, because we all have superpowers, right? We all have something to offer special skills and we all have something to share and we're happiest when we're progressing and sharing our Mm -hmm. gifts. So my family has a business and they, um, one one part of it, my husband and son they manufacture bookmobiles, and bookmobiles. Bookmobiles. What is bookmobiles that? like? A traveling library. Have you oh. ever heard of a traveling library? No. No. Okay. There's about a thousand in the United States, and and they are worldwide. Um, traveling libraries started like on a donkey and on an elephant and on horseback, and people would put load up their animals with books and go out into the countryside and try to get books in the hands of everyone everywhere. Mm -hmm. So fast forward, and many, many years ago now, many decades ago now, we had a a more updated version. It's Mm -hmm. like a bus, but it's custom. It's not, he manufactures from the chassis app. So these are custom vehicles out in the country, usually in rural areas to get books in the hands of everyone everywhere. And I kind of romanticized the bookmobile. When I was a young child, we had one that visited our neighborhood. And that meant every week we could get new books. Mm. And we'd run down to the street corner where the bookmobile would stop. And it's just like a library. You go in with your library card. You take out books. And you return your books. And you go home. And you're all excited. You met your friends there. And the librarians are amazing. They would help you with projects and help you find resources. Yeah. So, Who knew that in my future, there'd be a business, and one part of it would be manufacturing bookmobiles. So my husband used to take them home for a test drive and park them in our driveway, and my children would go out and play in them. And, you know, it just was a fun, full-circle moment. And so I I just wanted to pay tribute to the bookmobile, to the fact that it is um, promoting literacy. Mm-hmm. you know, throughout the world and what libraries do and just support it. So I, I created this book. It's called Quint the Bookmobile. It's a little bookmobile. And each each book in the series has a piece of mindfulness to it. And also it promotes um, comprehension. So they're written for four to eight-year-olds. And it was just another la- a labor of love. Yeah. and And I self-published all of them. Everything I've done so far has been self-published.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, that's and the 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 characters on there look so cute as well and that sounds like an adorable story just in I and of so. itself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I grew so. up yeah, I grew up in not a not a terribly small town but it definitely wasn't a large town either. And we didn't have those. So, that sounds cool though. I'm sure you had they probably had cool. to live.
1: Yeah. I grew up in the largest town in the country that a, possibly 2 years ago became a city and maybe two years ago or three years ago, they actually purchased one of our bookmobiles. So one of my husband's bookmobiles. So it was very cool. And it was a full circle moment for both of us because that's the town we grew up in. Yeah. And the town he works in has it. So Massachusetts is very, very... um, supportive of their communities with bookmobiles Mm -hmm. and I think it's just a wonderful thing I can't wait till COVID's over so every bookmobile will be out doing their thing right um and yeah it's just a really good thing so some people ask me how did you go from writing a self-help book and being a life coach to writing children's books and that seemed to be a big question for me the last year or two and it's an easy segue into Mm -hmm. children's books because I adore children, Mm. and I hope to give them pieces of mindfulness as well as, you know, they can benefit as much as adults can.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So can we talk, how old were you when you did become a mother? I was 19. You were 19? Okay. I was 19. Awesome. Because I actually had my son on my 18th birthday. Whoa. Yeah. So
1: we have that in common.
0: Yes, for sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, in reflection, um, since, you know, I'm a, an adult now, I do that. <laughs> so <laughs> um, in reflection, I realized that I had sort of unconsciously or without really understanding it fully. I had kind of decided to become a mother before I decided to do anything else honestly like I knew I wanted to have a career and do all of those things but I definitely knew without a doubt that I wanted to be a mom so I feel like a little bit I manifested my children in a way <laughs> because also I wanted one boy and one girl and I was not going to accept anything less and that's and you exactly tell what me I got. What do you have? That's what yeah. you have. Okay. So you're a good
1: manifester. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Evidently. So, did you immediately go into working as a teen mom?
1: I worked up until I worked up until I had my son mm-hmm. and he was my firstborn, one of the happiest days of my life, mm-hmm. and I was kind of unconscious. I like you, I think when I was 11 years old, I, I had this plan of being a mom, I couldn't wait to be a mom. And I was hoping that I would be the best mom ever. Mm. And it was just something that I was looking forward to. There wasn't a lot of talk in my family about careers and what you know, to reach for the stars. That wasn't really it. It was like, stay healthy. And, you know, get the best education you can. Yeah, (laughs) You know, yeah. So I, you know, I, I always say I do things a little backwards. I wanted a career, but, oh, boy, did I love have I loved my children. So I have three. I have a boy and two girls, mm-hmm. and I had them all um, by the time I was 25. Mm. And it was hard work, and I would say to most people, and maybe you would. I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth. I, like I would it. say, <laughs> although younger women and men seem to be much more conscious now about what they're doing, and they For actually sure. – they actually plan or try to be strategic. I wasn't that way then. Same. Obviously, I had to become a, strate- a strategic <laughs> intervention coach to become, yeah, to become strategic. So I would suggest people do that because not that it wasn't I had the energy. My husband had the energy. We had that, you know, the force of will to do what we had to do. And, and you know, we were forgiven many of our errors, right? Errors right. of our ways. But looking back, we could have made our lives a little bit easier had we been more strategic. Right. And I think our children are doing fabulous, though. So, you know, I'm very happy about that.
0: Right. I'm super glad for me that I did have them young because I think that I'm I'm just glad that I had the energy to keep up with them. But yes. I'm very also grateful that my children are growing up in an age where sort of younger adults are becoming far more conscious than I ever thought about being at that yes. age. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> So it's I'm amazing. I know, isn't it? Yeah, I never I it, when I was that age, I would never have thought about like my my son um is 14 and he's having to deal with of course e-learning in a pandemic right. and he's just he's so responsible and like if one of his teachers cancels a class, he will go and do work for another class that he that's not even due for like 2 weeks. I never would have done that at 14. (laughs) It's amazing,
1: really. I was on a conversation with a young man this morning, Mm -hmm. and he asked me when I coach people, what is the difference between the younger man and the younger woman and the more mature Mm -hmm. uh, woman and man? And I said, there's so much. There really is so much because there's so much more aware. And right. now with the pandemic and everything that's happened globally, people are coming, becoming even more and more aware. Yes. So they're, they have like the helicopter view more so of their situation than I ever did, or my older clients even still do. We, we right. work on the helicopter view. We work on, you know, getting conscious of these things. And younger people, and especially, I, we know women are striving to find their place and break glass ceilings and, mm-hmm. and really own, you know, own themselves as they should. And I am 100% behind that. Same. I'm also 100% behind it for for our men, right? Right. I want us to live together. For sure. So I think men are participating much more in the family than they mm-hmm. did. Yeah. You know, back in the day. Oh, absolutely. And I think women are participating much more in the fin- financials and being aware of financials and building careers and businesses much more than back in the day. Mm. So it's it's really terrific what's happening if we yes. can get rid of the things that are terrific.
0: Right, exactly. But it's a slow process.
1: <laughs> yes, everything's a process. It is. You have to be strategic, for sure.
0: <laughs> Find the leader within, right, to right. do it and to make yeah. the plans. Yeah. So why did you, so you mentioned that you had published and then unpublished the self-help book. What, what drove you to make those two decisions, publish and then unpublish?
1: I think I became more experienced. Mm -hmm. I think I jumped in with both feet, had just, I just made the jump. I did it quickly. I was in a writing group and there was a lot of energy to get it done, get it done and not be perfect because, and I kind of believe that I I don't believe in perfection. So yeah. Although I still had much more to say, and I became again strategic in how I wanted to do it, did I want to write another self help book? No, I wanted to take what I wrote and expand it um, include other things and other and I learned you know you keep learning, so I added so much more to my toolkit mm-hmm. that I thought was important to share and I learned a lot more about book covers, what's appealing, a lot more about titles, what's catchy. And I just thought that I could do a better job yeah. and that I should allow myself instead of feeling like a failure for, you know, not going, you know, just keeping it up there if I wasn't a hundred percent behind it. See, that's the thing now in my life. I have to be a hundred percent behind what I do Mm. because long as I give it my best and I'm a hundred percent behind what I do, Mm -hmm. any critic can say anything. Right. And it's not; it won't affect me. It will just be like, "Oh, that's their opinion." Okay, that's about them. Right. But that's not the case when you don't give your best. Mm-hmm. They do the the critics do affect you. You they they it gets to you because you you go, "Okay, that's true. I didn't give my best." So if I give my all, I'm good.
0: Yeah. Were you able to coach yourself through that, or did you have to work with a coach to get to that conclusion? Because that sounds like. Coaching was yeah, a, was, yeah. Was part I of I love that. Coach.
1: just so you know I'm in the coaching world so I'm surrounded by great coaches and, I'm, oh, I, and I and I coach mm-hmm. so I to answer your question I coach myself all the time mm, right? I bet you and did. there was yeah and there was never a year that I coached myself more than 2020
0: oh I bet not. <laughs> Right. And oh, so I'm if certain. I got a little
1: discombobulated and oh my God, this is happening now and that's happening. Are you kidding me? Wear right. masks, don't wear masks, um, uh, you know, be six feet away, but you can take your mask off, but now you put it on because you're three feet close and you know, get the food and wash the food, but you don't have to wash the food, you know, all yes. of that. I would say I would ground myself. Okay. I would literally ground myself, you know. I would get very solid and say, Okay, just get still, Kathy, and ground yourself own yourself, get, get quiet, put a little bubble around you and, yeah. and calm it down. And yeah, I coached myself a lot in 2020.
0: Oh, I bet. <laughs> I can't imagine that no one is not actually coaching themselves, whether they're conscious of it or not. Exactly. That's <laughs> so here.
1: true, Catherine, that those are very wise words, because we have that the thing coaches are taught, most coaching schools teach coaches, mm-hmm. is that our clients don't need to be fixed. They have all the answers inside them. Mm-hmm. The thing about it is, is they get so busy. Okay. Life gets so busy and so much can get thrown at you. And that's why you do have to get grounded, get some clarity on things going on. And and of course, our negative self-talk is a whole other
0: issue, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I love um, the analogy or I don't know if it's an analogy or not, but I had to work on self-talk a lot this past year and, and even before that. And it's helped me a lot to be able to just say, if I wouldn't say this to someone else who is my friend that I love, then I should not be saying it to myself. Exactly. Yeah. So that has helped me to correct some of my self-talk as well.
1: Right. I grew up, well, th- that would be one of my challenges in life too, mm-hmm. that I overcame or I believe I've over come is I'm not good enough or who do you think you are though you know those you know we know those things yeah oh yeah and the thing about it is is we if we don't think we're good enough inside and we don't deal with that and face it head on that's what we can expect from life because we'll only reach that set point right we'll go for that set point I'm not good enough so what are you going to do in life not good enough yeah so we have to deal with it and mm-hmm. our negative, I'll say to some people that I work with, when they just don't feel good about themselves, they've done something and they just like have that uh, feeling, I'll say, stop, get quiet. What What's bothering you? What You know, what thought is coming to Because sometimes when we're not feeling good about ourselves, it's just a gremlin that we haven't discovered yet. Mm-hmm. You have to work at it. It's a practice. Oh, yeah. It's really, I flick them away. Yeah. I'll be driving down the street and I'll get that, you know, the one that comes to me like, who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. One. And I'll go, I'll actually have, I'll coach myself. I'll yeah. say, well, I'm me and I'm not perfect, but I'm going to try my darndest. So, yeah, I'm good enough. Goodbye.
0: Right. You know? That reminds me of, because you're f- like physically flicking them away. Yeah. <laughs> Physiology it me, is a
1: big part of things.
0: Yeah, for sure. You have to use your body to like actually get things out of it. And yeah, I'm learning. I'm just learning, like just now learning about that. <laughs> it's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. Thank Excellent. You. Thanks. Um, but it reminds me, there's a a book, and I feel like there's a movie about the book that I saw where there were fairies involved or something, and they used to flick the little fairies away like that. I don't know why that oh. reminds me of that.
1: What is it called? Do you know? I don't know. I'm sorry. Oh, no. And, it I, and I even have two little girls in the family that loves fairies, but I don't <laughs> know. But yeah, I, I call them gremlins. I call my negative self-talk and our negative self-talk gremlins mm-hmm. because I want to identify them and give them a name mm-hmm. when they come. And I just... Literally, I, I don't do it as much as I did when I was younger and learning about negative well, self-talk. You probably which was, don't
0: have to. <laughs> right,
1: right. Because, you know, when you overcome things, mm-hmm. you, build, you build muscle yes. and you recognize things faster. And of course, that comes with practice as well. And every time we reach for, we try to accomplish something or up-level our lives or, or accomplish a goal. Right. When we're doing that, that's when we invite our gremlins in, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're you're doing something you haven't done before. Like, for instance, you want to write a book and you're writing a book. Right. And when you go to publish it, you're going to get all these butterflies in your belly and maybe some gremlins that are going to say, right after you push that publish button, that gremlin might say to you, who do you think you are? <laughs> right. And then you just have to work it out and mm-hmm. say, well, you know, like I just did, right? Yeah. You have to say, well, I gave it my best. I'm 100% behind this and what everyone, I'm out in the arena now and I'm happy to be out in the arena mm-hmm. and that's where I want to live my life and good or bad.
0: Right. Right. Yep. Exactly. It's life is a, uh, quite a conundrum. <laughs> Yes, to it's humanity not. that we it's have. It's like waves, right? Yes, yes, exactly. It goes up and down like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So what are these three pillars of empowerment?
1: The three pillars of empowerment are three foundational chapters from a workbook I, I have written. Mm-hmm. And when I have people that I work with, I have never had a client that we haven't worked On clarity with, Mm -hmm. being grounded, owning yourself, your space, your physiology, room on the earth for yourself, because we do belong, Mm -hmm. and then negative self-talk. So the three pillars of empowerment that I've shared with your readers for free, and I think they're pivotal to feeling stronger, feeling more powerful, and owning yourself. Mm -hmm. I think getting clarity is something that is um, almost first step. To, mm. to finding yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So, what I do and what the chapter does is it ha- has you identify what you don't want. Right. And you don't want to stay in what you don't want and marinate in those feelings, but you want to get clarity by what you don't want in life is just knowledge. It's yeah. not somewhere you want to stay. You don't want to stay in that negativity or negative state. But for instance, I don't want to be an ineffective mother, I don't want to be poor and not have money to pay my telephone bill. I don't. Does anyone have telephone bills anymore? Of course they do. I should have said cell phones, right? Cell phone bills. I'm giving my age away. I want. um, I don't want to go hungry. So Mm. what we would do is, okay, that's giving us a lot of where you know that's telling us what you don't want. So let's figure out what you do want instead. And then Mm. the first chapter of the three pillars of empowerment is on that clarity, finding what you do want instead kind of throwing away what you don't want and focusing solidly with laser focus on what you do want and then put action steps together. When I work with people on that process, usually what comes out of it is um, a mission statement for their life, maybe a tagline that they post somewhere in their um, house. But it clarity gives you such energy and power. I I want to be a writer. I want to be a Mm. published writer. I want to you know, self publish this book in six months, that's what I want. So you, you would put in your area of what you do want little action steps on how you are going to do it. And then, right. and then moving on to the second pillar is grounding the strength of our body and using our body. I actually have clients that client, all my clients are friends too. So they, they're turned into friends. So right, she'll be in a, she was very uncomfortable in board meetings and she had to mm. be in some top level meetings. And she would feel small and make herself small and, and couldn't find her voice. And we worked really hard on grounding her and getting her to own her body and her space and her right to be and actually kind of make make herself bigger. So instead of a flicking a gremlin away, what we did with her is she would if she felt uncomfortable or small, or like she couldn't speak and everybody was more where they're smarter, more intelligent, and, and the ones, why was she there? She'd put her arm back like this on her chair. Just make herself yeah. a little, it, it's probably looking too casual maybe, but it worked. It works. It, so she would just kind of do that for a minute. It reminded her of her strength and owning mm. herself, get, got her feet flat on the floor and just spoke. So there's other yeah. things to being grounded too. That's just one um, one small piece and then the third yeah. pillar is about gremlins and negative self-talk. How to recognize them? How to flick them away? How to meet them head on? Really, because if I had a client that didn't think they were good enough, oh, I would work on that, and that right. would be something that we would work on really quickly. And mm. it's um, it's something that I feel like I'm strong in with people, and. Mm-hmm. I I just, they get, I hold them right here on my shoulder till they believe in themselves or know they're good enough because everybody is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. And that, that first one that you talked about, I find interesting because of, uh, I've talked to a lot of people, but they've never identified that first you have to figure out what you don't want mm-hmm. which I know that so many people especially when they you know are just starting out um, like in college or just starting their jobs they question whether this is what they're supposed to do or good at or meant to do things like that so I know that whenever you're young especially that can be a difficult thing to overcome but I also know that you know sometimes you have to experience things before you can decide whether or not they're right for you so <laughs> but I think True. that figuring out what you don't want is just. Chef's kiss. It's it's just knowledge.
1: (laughs) It's just incredible knowledge. Um, I don't Mm want to be unhealthy. I don't want to be overweight. I don't want to be unaware of, you know, the price of oil. Whatever it is that you don't want, you know, you just get, okay, but again, we don't stay there. But we use it as knowledge and list out what we do want. Get very strategic. That's a strategic part of me. Right. This (laughs) process works for you in every change of your life. In every area of your life, it works in your personal life. I don't want to be in a relationship that's um, not nurturing. Right. What do you want instead? I don't want to be a parent that yells and screams. What do you want to be instead? I, you know, it works in so it's your personal life, mind, body, and spirit. You know, yeah. personal life, professional life, and and your whole well being.
0: Right. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of like the brackets that they do for sports, you know, where you have like all of the teams and then you narrow it down and keep narrowing it down. You know, you can have one for your life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, you don't have to, obviously you go with the flow with it. I I do think people should be having a lot of fun and laughing Mm. as much as they can and focusing on positive things. Mm. But we have to be, we just can't be all of that all the time. We have to be strategic because we need to accomplish, right? Right. And when we accomplish and we're progressing and growing in life, whether it's our children or ourselves, that's when we're happiest.
0: Right. So recently, I mean, partially because of the pandemic and everything, I think that I'm not probably the only one, but I we I think you and I both kind of grew up with everybody works 40 hours a week Mm -hmm. and they might they most likely were going to be in a cubicle and like we all have this general idea of what life should look like but I think that 2020 has desperately imploded that that idea (laughs) imploded that idea yes it's (laughs) not a big word but I thought it was suitable that is yes you're exactly right that is definitely suitable (laughs) for what it has done. But yeah, so I think that people are, are realizing that we can kind of travel and move about and work from home in order to be able to travel and enjoy our lives more. And maybe we don't have to work 40 hours a week and maybe we can work 20 and 30 hours a week and be perfectly okay. And I just, so what either as a coach or yourself, have you experienced that has either reinforced or told you that maybe that's not the best idea, whichever way you lean?
1: The way I lean is what's best for everyone. We, again, you know, everyone has their own um, gifts and talents. And basically I I follow the six human needs. The six human needs are certainty where you need to be fairly certain that you can pay for your groceries, right? And you can pay for the roof over your head. So everyone's level of certainty is dependent on what you know, on that and control. how important yeah. that is to them, what kind of certainty they want, because we have different levels that we want for ourselves. And then we want to be physically safe. And then there's variety because if you have too much certainty, you're in that comfort zone and you're not having the fun that progressing and variety gives you. So you need variety or the growth. Right. right? You don't <laughs> want too much variety because then you get freak out. But you, which, you know, could have happened to some people in 2020. Who knows? (laughs) Right? (laughs) So you have, you you want varieties. You want, you need, it's a must. We need these things. We need to meet them. So we meet certainty, variety, and then we have the need for love and connection. Mm -hmm. And then we have the need for significance. Everyone Mm -hmm. needs love and connection and everyone needs to feel significant. That's the I'm not good enough piece where, you know, people have to realize they are not only good enough, they're significant and they have some gifts, right? All right. Those are the needs of the personality. Those are the top four. The other two needs are growth and contribution. Those are the needs of the spirit. And Mm -hmm. basically, eventually when we're, you know, in a really good state and we're meeting these needs in great ways and healthy ways, because we can meet them in unhealthy ways. Like I used to meet my um, needs by smoking. And, Mm -hmm. you know, people can do a drinking, drugs, overwork, you name any food, you just name it and we can meet our needs that way. So again, if you get strategic and conscious of what you're doing, and why you're doing what you're doing, it helps you. And when we're growing and contributing our gifts to people, that's when we're happiest. And that's when money usually comes to us, right? Because you're offering your services, probably in a really top notch way, because you're in your lane, yeah. To answer your question, I know that's a long way around answering your question, but those are the things people have to look at to know mm-hmm. what's good for them. I don't think anybody really wants to sit in a cubicle all day. Nope. <laughs> I don't know anyone that would even say that, but I know what you mean, and big industry mm-hmm. used to have that happening. So I think we all have to find our way to meet those needs in the healthiest way as possible. And also, it's not to be understated to say that, we're all in this pandemic, we're all in this Mm -hmm. period of almost turmoil. But if and we're all in different boats, and we have to understand that some of us are in yachts, and some of us in rowboats, and the waves are higher for some of us. And, and some of some of us are experiencing ripples. And we have to be conscious of that. But all of us can learn something right now, all of us can Mm -hmm. have a takeaway about again, this is we don't want to feel unsafe. Again, Mm. clarity. What don't we want? We don't want to feel unsafe. We don't want to feel like we can't take care of our family. We don't want to feel like that people are going to get sick and die. And we don't want to feel out of control. What do we want instead? And that's what we all can be working on right now. What do we want instead? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. There are so many people now that are like, you know, creating their own, like live in vans to go and travel about while they live in it at the same time and creating like tiny houses, yes, you know, yes. and I'm just so excited for the new and different things that this generation is doing that I never thought of right. when I was their age, you know? So yeah, that's why I, asked I that
1: question. always look at those tiny, tiny houses and think they're adorable. I mean, I wouldn't right? want to raise a family in them. But I would wanna, no. I would want to visit them. I would want to, it would be like a nice vacation destination for me. Yes. And I think it could be, it could solve problems for people that, mm. you know, for homeless people. And sure. it is interesting. I love the ideas that I mean people's ideas are right. expanding because they have to. We have needs to meet. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> if anyone out there wants to know if your idea is good, ask yourself, will it meet any of those human needs? You know, can Mm -hmm. I, and will I be happy and fulfilled serving
0: people with that and then go for it? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I grew up in a household where we weren't as creative as maybe we could have been, Mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, My parents both worked, you know, 40 hours a week and worked very hard to make a good living for us. And they both succeeded in doing so. But it wasn't, it was just whenever you you graduate high school, you go off to college and you get a job. And that is your life. But I have only, you know, just recently learned that creative endeavors are actually not more important, but certainly for some people, they could be more important. But they're still just as important as like a good education and things like that, because it expands our ability to think and do. And I just love it. I don't know. I'm just. I
1: completely agree. I have six grandchildren and they range mm-hmm. from the age of five to th- 13 14 Mm. don't get mad at me Emma and (laughs) and they are creative beyond belief and Mm. they are I, I mean they're artists and they're musicians and they're incredible with video games and technology and their reading is off the charts and the ones that aren't as and then I have some that just blow your mind academically And then I have some that blow your mind with the arts. Yeah, per your suggestion there. When you think about an artist and you think about a creative, they're learning as much academics when they're working Mm -hmm. within those modalities, right? So. We all have different ways. We're just different. We have different skill sets. And they should be, mm. you know, it's wonderful if we can add. Granted, we, there's certain basic things. I have a daughter that's a teacher. So she be like, okay, mom, it's great. And she's very creative, very creative. Right. But there's certain things in education that you want to get down pat right but then oh, for sure. that's why we want the arts for all our children we want them to be able to swim if they want to swim we want them to be able to paint if they want to paint and run if they're good runners that so we want them to have a life where they're growing in the directions that will benefit them and not wait till they're 40 to say oh i wish you
0: know exactly. we want to, you
1: know the thing about it is we want to limit our regrets right yep and live a fulfilling life mm-hmm. if we yeah and Absolutely. we all can uh, live a more we can always reach for more there's always
0: something mm-hmm. else we can do yeah Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and having this conversation with me. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I know our listeners will as well. If someone wants to get a hold of you for coaching, how do they do that? My website, my
1: company's name is Quintessential Coaching. My name's Kathleen Quinton, so it's a take on my name, as is Quint the Bookmobile. So my website is quintessential-coaching.com. And I'll link that in the description. And if they have any questions, please be in touch. I can say you can do it independently in your home and really you know, really benefit from it. So
0: maybe give it a try.
1: I will. Thank you. Yes.
0: And then if they wanted the books, they can get them on Amazon, yes, right? The books
1: are all on Amazon. And my new self help book, new revised self-help book, which is much more new than revised at this point, will be out right. in a couple months. So
0: <laughs> perfect. Okay. And what are the names of the books that you currently have published? They're all
1: quint the bookmobile. The first one is the big move to Ronival. That's the bookmobile is moving and serving his purpose and going out in the world and and finding a way to be happy and fulfilled, right? But right? <laughs> missing people as he goes, missing his mm. best friend. So he he goes back and picks up his best friend. So this is Barnabas rides in style. Aww. So Barnabas goes along, and they go out into the community, and they um, it's about friendship and how to. There's a little teeny conflict in there that's solved with children. So it's uh, again that's about friendship. And the third one is Super Science Fun Day.
0: Oh, yay! I love science.
1: This is, for all those that like science, this is a cute Ooh. little, it's, they're they're geared for four to eight-year-olds. There's hidden images inside each one of the book that has some kind of meaning, and there's a question page at the end. So when you have the four-year-olds and five-year-olds and six-year-olds are really excited to find the hidden images, and maybe the eight-year-olds get
0: a kick out of the the question page, and and reading the book. I like hidden images. They make me happy. The kids (laughs) like them. I get a huge kick out of watching that.
1: I found it. I found it. It's there. There it is. Right. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. This was so
0: much fun. You have been listening to the Teachable Soul podcast. You can find us on any social media platform Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram as The Teachable Soul or on Twitter as Teachable Soul. Also, if you'd like to help support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash The Teachable Soul. You can also visit our website for more information at TheteachableSoul.com.